What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. I'm running a little late. 
I'm just saying, I told y'all I was going to be nice. I'm suffering from this pollen. Like, are y'all suffering from pollen? Like, I'm having a hard time dealing with this. Wow, pollen don't bother me. I think when it first started, I was. I'm I'm straight now. I'm good. Like, in my eyes. That's why I always last all the time. Oh, Lord. Well, I'm suffering from the pollen. And my poor car is suffering. I just washed it. And then yesterday, and then like I walk outside this morning, and it's right back covered in pollen. Mm-hmm. Well, I know one thing. I, I'm not really tripping on that pollen. I'm good. My car good because it's gonna be yellow, black, yellow. That's what color <laughs> I'm looking at. Black, yellow. Oh, man, I'm I'm still, what's been going on with you guys? I see we still missing somebody. Oh, I'm good, man. I had two hours. Who? Oh, let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all what I did yesterday. I watched the NCAA like semifinals. I had a little bet going on, and I lost part of my bet, but I won the other half of my bet because UConn beat Kentucky. I called it right. <laughs> Wasn't it like you know, kind of obvious on the Utah team? What? Do you know any of the players' name on the Utah team? Since you over there, um, No, it was one little famous boy. I think his name starts with a K or something. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> like, he wasn't too hot. Like, he didn't look too hot, so I didn't remember him. But, like, I was so disappointed that VCU lost because that was my other team because they have this cute little boy on their team. I think it's something Rodriguez or something yeah, like American that. American boy. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah. He's a senior. He's hot. Mm. But, like, he didn't well, he didn't play up the part. He didn't play up the part last night. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. All I can say is black people. See, that's what we're talking about, what we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. What's going on, Alan? Look, man, I just got me doing. No, I just got through doing a uh, two-hour walk. I'm not gonna tell you how many miles I walk because I don't even know myself. How many times did you walk around? I don't know. I didn't count, man. I just kept going. Like I just looked at my phone. And I was like, man, I'm just gonna continue walking until two hours. And what I I'm did. just saying, how many times you walked around the circle? I don't know. I don't know. A lot. Two, two, three, two, oh. two. Oh, man. How did you stop and snack? Two hours, man. How many man, times you stopped and snack? I can't say this now. I, you know, I, I'm thinking I was walking entirely slow because, like, this old guy, he mapped me twice. <laughs> so I don't, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't understand it. I'm, I'm looking like, how is this dude going to lap me again? I, you know, I didn't know if I needed to speed up or that I just needed to continue doing what I was supposed to be doing or what. But he lapped me twice, man, I think. Man, you know that's pretty sad, right? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm just, uh, hey, I'm just doing what I can do right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm coming off an injury. You know what I'm saying? Injury? What kind of injury? Right now. Yeah, you know, I broke my leg two months ago. You broke your leg? Nobody told me. Let me tell you why ain't nobody tell you. It was so embarrassing. Al got crossed over by an eight-year-old boy and they broke his leg. <laughs> he is overly exaggerating my my uh, my leg break. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Al. It's it was okay. one. It, it was one of them little bitty kids that's like in the third grade or something like that. And Al, he you did got a, beat Al up and by Irish a kindergarten. Over on him. <laughs> you got beat up by a third know. grader. Look, yeah. Al. Twenty years later, know. still getting beat up by third know. graders. Got crossed <laughs> over. That's right. Yeah, pick on the, you know what I'm saying, pick on the pink tank. You know what I'm saying, that was y'all do. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can't trip either, Alan, man. I mean, yesterday, yesterday, man, I called myself trying to get back out there on the court. And I know my man, Doug G, you know what I'm saying, he was like, man, get back out on the court, get back on the court. That's, that's pretty good. I, I tried that. I went to the park for a few minutes. And, Lord, it felt like I was out there for 20 years. Them little young boys out there wore me out. I didn't know. I told everybody what they were calling you out there. Yeah, but you know what? They, it was a compliment <laughs> and an insult at the same time. Let me tell y'all like, what I did this weekend. Hold on, hold on, hold on, though, then. Hold on, hold on. They were like, that old man can pass. They called me an old man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the? It's okay to be old. That's funny, man. Oh, okay. well, let me tell you, let yeah, me tell y'all back into, like, the real unsportsly world. But anyway, so, okay, a couple of my friends, a couple of my girlfriends have had some successful dates on Match.com. So, Jennifer from The Middleman Show has joined Match.com, and I've got, like, a couple people, like, interested. So, like, on my first date that I'm going on, we're going to test this out on The Middleman Show, and I'm going to report back how this internet dating really works. This is like my first time like being for real with this. And they're all like yeah, they're all like old, like rich guys. So we'll we'll see what happens. I hope this works uh, out. What's that girl that died not too late putting you in the same category with her but dang. Old rich white man, really? I didn't say nothing about white. Why you have to bring that into it? Why no, do you saying, always hey, have I'm to do just, that? I'm just justifying what I just said, just like today's topic. Is some racism justified? Oh, hey, let me know what it's talking about. Anyway. And never play this song again, please. You know what, people? We're going to get into what the topic of the day discussion is about. We don't know what Kevin and Jen talking about over there. But uh, racism, is it justified? Well, is some of it justified? So we all know what racism means. It's the ongoing battle of members of one race thinking that they are superior to other members of other races. Now, people learn to identify themselves by color, culture, denomination, etc. You know, those things in nature. You know, so the world... Of course, we all know, has been fighting itself for centuries over this one word called racism. So, by, by seeing that, is some racism justified? And some of the questions in which we're going to discuss today, should some minorities who openly embrace their stereotypes be upset when they are judged? And why are black males so feared by the Western civilization? Should black people be really upset at white people? Was stating the obvious. Good question. Should the different races keep their keep their problems internal, or should they seek help outward? And what role does television play in race relations? And how has race relations improved over the last twenty years? And can children identify what racism really is? So uh, we got some good questions of today. We'll have a great discussion. If you all want to comment, 
on the chat board, place your comments there. We'll definitely get to it. Um, if you're on the line, if you want to get in on this conversation, make sure you press 1. But the number is 718-508-9972. Got a comment. We'd definitely love to hear it. But we're going to get into this great discussion today. Um, great topic. So we're going to step up on toes, maybe. Don't know. We're going to get Where, Where's our man Nick eating at? He coming, man. Give him time. You know, like, you know, like he's all famous now, so you know that he he has to be like fifteen, twenty man, minutes late. Nick is famous, man. <laughs> Nick is famous. Nick got like twenty thousand <laughs> friends on Facebook, man. Nick yeah, like he's famous now. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, let's get into this first break right here. If you're new to the Middleman Talk Show, uh, right before we get into the conversation, we try to play a record that would be along the lines of what we're talking about today. And the day record is called What's what is it like? And uh, you may not have heard this record a long time, in a long time. It's by a man Everlast. So after this record right here, we're going to go directly into the conversation. You're listening to the Middleman Talk Show on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, hopefully when we come back from this break, we'll have uh, Nick Eaton on the phone. Y'all check it out. Middleman Talk Show. Peace. 
And we're now back live on the Middleman Talk Show. If you didn't know what that song was, that was Everlast, what it's like. What it's like. So, today's topic is some racism justified. So, all the listeners who just called in or just jumped on the chat, yeah, we're talking about racism again. But we're coming at it from a different angle. Is it justified or is some of it justified? Some of the things we're going to identify today on today's show is should minorities who openly embrace their stereotypes be upset when they are judged? And why are some black males so, you know, feared in Western civilization? Now, so should black people be really upset at white people for stating the obvious? Should the different races keep their problems internal or seek help outward? And what role does television play in race relations? And has race relations improved over the last 20 years? And also, can our children of today identify what racism really is? We're going to get into, you know, our first discussion of the day is, you know, Pretty much the minorities who openly embrace their stereotypes. And, you know, every every minority has a particular stereotype. Um, should they be upset when they are judged? You know, that's the biggest question. Um, anybody want to take a... Well, I, w- I, I do. Um, last yeah. night, I don't know if any of you caught it, I watched um, a series on CNN called The Muslims Next Door. And it really reminded me today that no, no race should accept a stereotype where, you know, we're seeing, especially, you know, last year and this year where communities are really coming together and saying, you know, I don't want these people in in our communities. And, and it's based really upon, you know, what happened on September 11th. And you can never, it's always wrong to base your opinion on a small few or what a few people have done. And, and. I, I just think it lessens the community. Did you catch that show? No, nah, I didn't even get a chance to see it, but I, I saw the commercials for it. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, it, it was really, really sad. Like, you know, this community was bombing, you know, this Muslim mosque. It was terrorizing Muslim people um, and, and Arabic people just because of what a few radical people did back in 2011, and you should never base your opinion or base your um, theory on a race or a religion or a person upon what a, a, a individual done. I, I, I am one who really believes that you should look at individuals, you know, because right. I certainly don't want anyone to judge me by what a few crazy black people have done, or a whole lot of crazy black people have done. You know, hey, could you do me a favor? Please repeat that question. I got somebody that hit me up and said they didn't catch that first question. Okay. The first question is, should minorities who openly embrace stereotypes be upset when they are judged? Okay. I hope y'all caught that. But in my opinion, man, I'm just saying, if if, if you embrace and act ignorant, you embrace and being a fool, a buffoon, and just, I mean, because, man, we see it every day, man. I'm tired of going into Walmart and seeing people walking around with uh, pajamas on and house shoes in the middle of the day. I'm tired of folks walking around, you know what I'm saying, just looking raggedy. And I know that's just an outwardly appearance, but that stereotype, that, that stereotype they embrace. Because, you know, they, they look at black folks like you're lazy. They look at you like you're ignorant. You don't know any better. And I think a lot of people embrace that. Well, yeah. let's let's make this a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple weeks ago, 
um, I don't know if I live in Georgia for everyone out there that lives in a different state, but Georgia adapted a law similar to the Arizona law in regards to Hispanic people. And I, I attended um, a, a state meeting about this with, with um, different kind of people in the community coming together to say their opinions on whether we should pass this law that really, you know, when it comes down to it in layman's terms, racially profiles Hispanic people. So do you think because of should Hispanic people, because of the high illegal immigrant um, rate in this state and across other states, should they embrace the, the racism or should they embrace this law as a whole just to get rid of the, the few Hispanic people that are here illegally? Well, I mean, I, I don't know about them, but I mean, you know, I mean, they, they should fight. They're going to stick together. A lot, of, a lot of Hispanic people stick together. But, like, really, if you think about some of the stuff, I would, what I was just stating is, I don't think Hispanics embrace the whole, you know, stereotype aspect of who they are and what we think of them, more so than blacks do. And, and as far as dealing with the laws and stuff out there, that's one big perception that ignorant people have as far as when it comes to Hispanics. They're taking our jobs. They're taking everything from us, and, and it doesn't make sense to me. Right. Right. I see we got a caller that want to comment on the uh, line. Let's take this caller right quick. All right, caller from Spike. Thanks for calling to the Little Man Talk Show. Hello? Hey, what's going yeah. on? You live. Hey, hey, how you doing? All right. Yeah, I I, I saw your topic. Very, It's a very interesting uh, um, concept, uh, and I think it does need to be addressed. I agree with your last caller of uh, that, that people shouldn't be judged based on their their race at all. I mean, it's it, I, that that's putting you into and, and something you said in your and your um, uh, your writings here. Uh, you know, people think they're better than other people. You're, you know, no one's better than anyone else. If if you see something that you don't like. From an individual, you know, Dr. King said it. Content of character, he was spot right. on. You see, you right. know, if you see something you don't like from an individual, then that becomes an individual thing. You know, right. it doesn't necessarily mean that that the culture uh, is, um, uh, you know, that 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 has something to do with with every person within that culture. I mean, you know, I right. understand that we all have certain cultural um, um, uh, things. And as far as I'm concerned, if you want to if you want to talk about those, I, I think they should be talked about those in spoof because they're just ridiculous. You know, I mean, right. it really doesn't matter. Italians eat spaghetti. You know, I mean, it, it, that that kind of that's just stupid. You that know what I'm saying? You're talking right. about people. You're talking about right. people. You know, and and. Uh, uh, I, I just think that uh, I, I think it's a great topic because I, I think that a lot of things that go on here today um, that seem to be racist or, or, or geopolitical. I, I think there is yeah. a, a there is a, a racism that, that broods underneath the, the 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 fabric, but I don't think true racists are coming out and saying it. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of the things that happen uh, that you see on television and so forth uh, that 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 seem to be racist are geopolitical posturing, and it just and and the race comes into it because it's been historic as being there yeah. in the past. Yeah. And yeah. and and yeah. Uh, you know, 
it, I, it just it, it's a ridiculous thing. Every person is different. I mean, judgment. You know, you're going to make your decisions on me right. or me on you or or individual. But to say that because you because I don't like Jack, that means I don't like all people that are like Jack. Is is no. is just like you know? Have you right. meant all people that are like Jack? You know? But, caller, I, I got a question for you. I want to ask you, as far as you, you see in society now that I don't know, and, and it's kind of harsh for me to say this, and I don't mean to, to, you know, pigeon everybody into this aspect, but when you deal with certain black people, it seems like they embrace the ignorance that is portrayed upon us. What do you think about that? Well, um, I, I think that... Um, well, I, again, you, people will, you know, the, the, uh, people will tend to uh, to be with their friends and adopt certain attitudes of their right. whatever their race may be. And I think that if if, if you're talking about uh, um, uh, the way people dress or dress codes or well, something of that nature, not I think to say you know the dress code, maybe you know the, the attitude. The aspect of like, if you if you ever met anyone that's from a a bad area, a bad neighborhood, they call it the hood or whatnot. And yeah. even though you may be from that area, I've seen many of people that didn't embrace that attitude, and and they got they made their way out of it. But you see a lot of people that will embrace that attitude, and then when you call them out on it, you call them ghetto or whatever whatnot, they get upset about it. What do you think about individuals like that? Well, no, I, I agree with you. I think that, I, but I don't, I, again, I don't take that to race as much as okay. I take it. First of all, let, 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 let's, let, let's, let's be clear about a couple of things, okay? I mean, there have been people who have been oppressed for long periods of time. Black people, right. the, you see the Jew, if you've ever seen a Jewish ceremony, the Jews still pray uh, for the Holocaust and that it never happened again. I mean, they are really, really scarred by that whole process uh, of that time. So you, you, you have people who they're, they're, the fabric of their of their um, their culture has been imposed upon by this uh, uh, this garbage that's been going on. But I would say to anyone, and I and I know the pe- type of people you're talking about, and I would say to them, you know, hatred isn't going to get you anywhere, man. As people, we need to talk to one another, and it doesn't matter what your race is or who you are. As friends, as as, as community members, we need to talk to one another, and we need to say, man, that ain't going to get you anywhere. I right. understand your anger. I mean, if you look at Malcolm X, okay, Malcolm X is exactly a, a perfect example of what you were talking about. He came from a very, right. very bad situation, and he was very, very mad about it, and he had a damn right a right to be, you know, I mean, he was very, very angry about it, and you saw the way he was in the beginning of his life, but look at where he ended up, he put it aside, and he said, look, this isn't going to do anything, only love is going to change this. Okay, and he embraced everybody by the end. He he turned around and said, "Okay, you know, everybody can come in here because we all need to work as people to make this better." And again, Dr. King was in the same kind of a situation, and he immediately turned and said, "You know, uh, you know, content of character, man. Let's make it about that. If your content right. isn't good, man, if you're right. not looking right, tell somebody. It doesn't have anything to do with your race. It's, right. You know, this is wrong. If you're if you're 
you have a bad attitude, then this is wrong. Tell somebody, you know? And and if I may say this, I, I really think that the problem, like what Kevin said, the people that might dress a certain way or speak a certain way, and, and I really don't like this word, quote-unquote, ghetto, but... I think the problem is with people like us embracing. That, to me, does not represent African Americans. That represents a person who chooses to act that way or dress that way or make certain choices with their life. But if you want to, does that, does that, those qualities embrace the fabric of what it means to be African American? No. And when we, as, as African Americans who embody, you know, the, the I guess, the, uh, um, good qualities of, of our race, we, we shouldn't embrace those as our own. Those, those don't belong to us. Those belong to those people who choose to act that way. But, Jen, those, the, perception, from, the, the perception is is that if one group, and I, I know it's sad to say this, but some people look at us, and, and you look at the perception of how they look at other people, they look at all black people or some black people as they see others. If I walk down the street and I, I'm wearing my jersey or I'm wearing my pants, I don't wear my pants sagging. I don't believe in that. But I'm just saying, if I walk and dress a certain way and it's quote-unquote urban, I get lumped in with everybody else. And, yeah, I get, well, I urban, get upset with that stereotype. Urban does not equate to a race. Urban equates to urban. Really? I know white people that... A lot of people call this show or send emails to this show and ask, is Jennifer black because of the way that I speak? Now, I know people that are white or Hispanic that speak more, quote-unquote, urban than I do because we have to stop defining, um, uh, I guess, generational cultures or communities as race. They're not one and the same. Just because you grew up, I know but white then, people that grew up in the projects that wear Echo, that wear their pants sagging, and that talk slang, I guess urban slang. This, are they pretending to be then, black, or are they then, hold on, hold on. See, this, this thing, and we got to call it. We got to call it. And call it, that's on the line right now. What's your name again? Me? Yes. Uh, my name's Paul, man. Paul? Hey, Paul, man, we appreciate it. If you would like to comment again, man, you can hit that number one, and we'll bring you back in, okay? Uh, uh, well, I would like to say something now, if I could. Okay, go ahead, brother. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say I, I agree. I, I agree with uh, Jen. Is it? Um, yes. um, um, uh, I I think that these are stereotypes, and I think that any. I, I think the first impression stereotypes are made uh, with everyone, okay? Uh, I'll give you an example, and this is absolutely true. The other day, I was driving down the street, okay? And I'm pulling out of uh, a store, a drive through type store, and I'm, I'm sitting at the corner. And this guy who is, like, you know, really, you know, white guy who has got, you know, really, like, long hair, and he's looking pretty ragged, is walking towards my car. I hit the locks on my door, man. Now, I'm a pretty big guy, okay? But I hit the locks on my door because, I mean, again, you know, we, we tend to st- we will stereotype people based on on what we see and, and our own safety and in and, and certain cases, but that's got nothing to do with that individual. If that individual came up to me and proved that, you know, well, maybe he's just down and out or something and, and everything's cool, then I would be very cool with him, but, uh, you know, whether he be white, black, Asian, it doesn't really make any difference. 
if, uh, if, if you're coming and you're looking at me like that, you know, I, I you know, and I think you'd do the same thing. It'd be like, right. well, wait a minute, man, I don't want to, I don't want to hassle here, you know. So, you know, right. uh, I, I think those are stereotypical things, and I don't think we can we can take a whole community or a whole people and judge. A, I don't look at him because he's hippie esque and say that everyone who believes what he believes is bad. I just okay. think that I, I, whatever I his I agree with everything yeah. you said, and we thank you for the call right there. We want to bring this next caller in. Okay, thank thanks. you, Paul. Uh, caller 662, you're live, 662812, you're live on the Middleman Talk Show. Okay. I think we yeah. just lost that caller there. Hello? Yeah, you, yes, you're you live did. on the Middleman Talk Show. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? It's Hammer, man. Hey, what's up hey, with you, Hammer? What's up? What's up? How you doing, Jay? I am fine. All right. Now I, I wanna. I had to go and jump in. I've been listening for a minute. Uh, I, I kind of agree with uh, Paul and uh, Jennifer on this one, and I think that it's a thin line that has been kind of fused together when it comes to racism and stereotypes, because they're two different things. Stereotypes right. are usually uh, acquired by what a group of people does more often and mm-hmm. usually it's not necessarily a particular race it could be uh, a particular side of town you know uh, where someone works or go to school which would draw certain stereotypes from them right. uh, now racism is a whole a whole other different uh, uh, page and a lot of times we get them confused just like you were saying uh, how you dress urban I dress urban sometimes uh, and I dress casual you know I can uh, clean up pretty good, but sometimes I like to throw on uh, some shirt and jeans. Mm-hmm. You know, now, I don't believe in sagging, but I know that uh, with just a slight uh, drag of my pants or, or, you know, my shirt too big or the way I turn my hat, that urban can quickly turn from urban wear to ghetto. Right. You know. But see, see now, but this this one point I want to make to make to everyone, and with this what I want to say was the key word that we're missing in this whole conversation is embrace. And there are some people that embrace the stereotypes. They they love it. They they want to live like you know. So we got songs out there. I'm a, you know what I'm saying. I'm happy to be a, you know. The biggest thing the biggest thing that that you know people are forgetting about too is that you know when a child sees it. And they grow up, you know, modeling that behavior. They're going to continue to do what? Model the same They're going to model the behavior. How can you right. how can you change something that you? Uh, how can you learn something you've never been taught? You see, yeah. and, and for us to embrace, and that all becomes uh, comes from which team we decide to play on. Now, when I say right. team, I mean basically by the people that you choose to surround yourself with. If you surround yourself by positive, influential people. That's going to help you advance and progress in life. You stand a better chance of doing things uh, in a in a positive manner. But when right. you are in a situation where you're surrounded by idiots, you're going to do what idiots do because mm-hmm. you can't learn something that you've never been taught. And that's where it comes from. Uh, where it comes in a lot of people embracing stuff. Like uh, we we got guys that's been in the hood a long time. Right. You know. And it's all about a choice, like Paul was saying, it's content and character. Sooner or later, we're, we're all adults. Even even some of us that are up in our age, 
don't have an adult mind. Right. And it all depends on what that person chooses to accept because we know wrong from right. We know that uh, stealing is wrong. This is, these are things that we've been taught a long time ago. If we hadn't taught, if we weren't taught them at home, we were taught them at school. Somebody right. said it. You know, we got in trouble for it. And this is all uh, what a person chooses to accept. And right. accepting is not necessarily uh, embracing. Embracing is accepting something that you know is right. You right. see? Right. I think, uh, I, think, I, I think the point of our thing is, like, a lot of people accept, like, they embrace that sagging pants are a black thing. And that's part of being black. Is that and and talking and speaking slang? That's part of being black. And being quote unquote urban, that equates to blackness. And if you don't embrace that, you're contradicting your race, or or oh, not no. embracing your race. Well, and I don't agree with that at all. But some people do think that. Some people do think that. I was tortured as a child because of the way that I speak, where, you know, black kids would not mess with me. They would not play with me. They would ostracize me because of the way that I spoke, because they equated the way that I speak with my blackness. I wasn't black enough, or I, I'm trying to be another race because of... The neighborhood that I grew up in Which is unfair But I think now In the generations now And the kids I see now I don't see that as ha- I don't see that happening as much As it was in the past I, I, Like I was going to say earlier I think that you know People like yourself You know myself We know better So that's why we don't get upset When people try to come with us With that ignorance You know what I'm saying right. But then there are times that. When I do you know I mean, somebody hit you with something just out of left field, you know, like, they see you, hey, man, you play football. Like, I know that ain't nothing, you know, spectacular, but I'm like, man, come on, man. I can't be intelligent? Yeah. You see, we, we get that a lot as a, mm-hmm. uh, as a, as a race. Uh, yeah. When I, when I came down to Mississippi, 16 years old, it's a, it's a totally different walk from Gary, Indiana. Right. And because I choose... You know, I, I instead of chasing skirts, I, I decided to chase money. You know, and by chasing money, I, I mean you can't you can't really catch money without education. You know, and that's what I wanted to go after. I wanted to go after the uh, degree. I wanted to go after uh, a big bank account. I wanted to go after a nice car, and that's the road I chose. But a lot of my friends. Uh, still to this day will tell me, well, uh, man, you, you you know, when you do better, there's always going to be a crab waiting to pull you back down or trying to. Well, you think you're this or you think you're that, you forget where you came from. No, I didn't forget where I came from. That's why I'm trying to get as far away from there as I possibly can. You know, who wants to settle for nothing? And it's only those that are ignorant and don't know any better because they were never shown any better that right. chooses to embrace that. Mm-hmm. You see, it all depends on, uh, like I say, what team a person is on. If a person doesn't know any better, how can we fault them? Right. And I, we think, can only I think minorities, especially in America, minorities, it has been ingrained into the American fabric that minorities somehow think that being poor or being underclass, you know, 
status. Same thing as being a minority. But yeah. we live in a place called my America where class can. I mean, I want. I don't want to say like class and how you act, but like it's as far as like um your your status, like as far as your financial status or where you stand or even how you act is based upon the individual, and it has hey, nothing yeah. to do with where you're born or how much time you have. But at the same time, you have some people that think that we're looking down at them because they choose to be in the hood. They want to be in the hood. Right. They love the hood. You know what I'm saying? There, there are certain things that we all go through. They, they, You know, I know we can look at the glass from one side. You know what I'm saying? And, and speak from one side. But you have some people out there that they're comfortable with that. They they, they, they love that surrounding. They love the loud music. I'm just talking about our people because that's who I've been around. You know what I'm saying? They love this. And, and, and from my from my opinion, it, it's ignorant as it's ignorant as, as all outdoors to me. But they don't look at it like that. They love it. What do y'all think about people like that? I, I think uh, all of us are, are guilty at one time or another for uh, judging a book by its cover. You know, and some people just lack the uh, initiative. To do better for themselves A lot of us walk around thinking That the next person owes us something You know and it's real evident In this in this generation Of our kids now You know uh, 18, 19 years old Man, wow But a lot of us Just don't want it We don't want to pay the price For success mm-hmm. Whether and it I, comes and I, uh, in, well, Go ahead that that leads into to you know back to what we were speaking about. I think a lot of African Americans make the mistake of saying or having a view, or not even African Americans. I see other minorities doing this as well, where they say, "Well, white people owe us because you know it's the white man this and it's the white man that and it's the white man this." Have we been oppressed? I've never been one to deny that black people or minorities have been oppressed in this nation for hundreds of years. But, you know, in present day time, it is up to the individual to embrace and to get around the the ignorance, the stereotypes, and the racism. You can. You can because there's been thousands of people who have done so. And if you allow yourself to be caught up in the trap of of thinking that, I think that's another way of oppression. It is. We got another call on the line. Hey, uh, if you want to get back in the conversation, just press that number one, man. We appreciate you for okay, tuning man. in and giving that good insight, man. All right. All right, stay on the line. You ain't got to hang up if you don't want to. Yeah, I'm still on. All right. Caller 404, you're live on the Middleman Talk Show. Hello? Caller 404. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? Hey, just taking it one day at a time. Uh, I'm actually out in uh, Amarillo, Texas. I'm a truck driver. Okay, what's going on, man? Oh, man, just taking it one day at a time. Uh, You got a very interesting topic up there. Okay, thank you. Uh, You know, um, first of all, you know, um, my name is Apostle James Abrams. Hey, what's up, man? And, uh... You know, uh, you know, it's interesting uh, that you talk about this racism thing. Okay. You know, I mean, when you really look at, uh, you know, you have to accept, you have to accept people's differences. Okay. 
um, you know, you have to, you know, embrace the differences because, you know, we all are, we all are different. Right. But, but basically, you know, when you really, we're, we're really all the same. Right. And, you know, I think when you start looking at, you know, superiority, that one race is superior than another, I think that's a form of ignorance. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, um, and, you know, that's where racism comes, when one race, for some apparent reason, and derives to some conclusion and and put that in their brain that they're, that they're much better than another race because another race may not do what they do. Right. Well, what, what do you think? I mean, I, I can't, I, you know, to me, I like like my man Hamill was saying earlier, there are differences between racism and, and, and stereotypes. But I think we all do have our prejudices because, like, I, you know, Al joke at me all the time about saying this. I told Al, I'm not a racist person, but I do prejudge. I'm a prejudiced person because, I mean, I still lock my doors. I'm prejudging people there. You know what I'm saying? I cover up my bank card when I'm putting my, you know, numbers in. I do all these things because that's part of life. But when you have people out here, and, and you know, we're going to move on to the next part of, of our question also. But, and I, I just, I don't want to feel like I'm looking down on my own people because they embrace the ignorance that is thrust upon us and we just repetuate it. It's it just, it's crazy to me. I look in every hood. I look in every area, you know, we got people that's in the suburb now acting like they from the hood. They acting like that, you know what I'm saying? You got people walking through the mall saying I'm a thug. They embrace the drug dealer lifestyle. They embrace all these things. I know there is a difference in each and every one of us. But, right. you know, we should have some type of line where we draw, where we like, hey, man, we better than this. You can do better than this. I don't care what race it is. Like I said, I'm speaking upon mine because I am that, you know. Right. Everybody else out there on the phone line, if you want to get in the conversation, you can press number one. To all our listeners that's on the Internet, dial 718-508-9972. Now, Brother James, what do you think about the people that openly embrace these attitudes? Well, I I think they don't really know any better. They don't know the truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, See, they get really caught up into, you know, they get caught up into the wrong thing. See, a lot of times... You know, we think what's popular is always what's right, and that's not always the case. That's right. And, you know, it's not really, it's not really, uh, you know, what you have that determines you. It's really who you serve that determines you. Right. You know, it's really, it's really who you, uh, it's really who you serve. Uh, and, you know, if you don't know the truth, I mean, how can you, how can you derive from the truth? And you know, I think a lot of times we hear with the wrong ears, and we and we see with our wrong eyes. That's true. Now, the only problem I had with that, and I'll be honest with you, man, I was fortunate enough to have the sight to see. And that's not saying I see everything that's in front of me, but I did have the opportunity to see people that did things the correct way. You know what I mean? I grew up around people that, you know, they embraced what was around them. That was what it was. That was life to them. But then in the same aspect, I had people that I knew that was trying to live better, even though they didn't have a lot. They respected what they had. They respected who they were, and they respected what was around them. And I had the opportunity to see that, and that that therefore put in my mind, hey, if I do these things, I can live better also. And I think you okay, have some I'm people, a, I'm we throw, can make the excuse they don't know, but they yeah, see I'm other a, I'm things. I'm going to throw this. 
I'm gonna throw this. In, I'm gonna throw this out here, and I just had this conversation. Okay. With uh, with my with my better half. I said, okay. I said, how can you respect a drug dealer? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have no respect for a drug dealer. Let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. When you sell drugs to someone, you're not doing them any good. I mean, so how can you evenly respect a drug dealer? I don't care how much money they make. I don't care, you know, what kind of car they drive or what kind of house they live in. How can you really truly respect a drug dealer? But you have some people that do, brother. I mean, in every neighborhood, from our culture and rap music, from our culture on television, and just seeing the everyday sights of the neighborhood, these guys are looked upon as heroes. And you and I know better. And if I may say this. The reason why they are. The reason okay, why yeah. they're looked upon as our heroes is because the materialistic nature that they broadcast. There you go. Younger kids don't understand that. You know, so they don't See, understand what they do behind closed doors. Only thing that they understand is that okay, this this guy's driving the car that I seen in the magazine yesterday that I want when I grow up, or he's wearing the clothes, or he's pulling out all this money that I wish I can hold in my hand. I want to be and- like him. And I think that it's individual people and not racist. And I think that, uh, going back to what we were saying earlier, we have to learn as a people that teaching excellence and teaching greatness isn't the same thing as teaching supremacy. Just because I teach you that you are great, and that you can achieve this, and this is where you can go with your life, and this is where you can take your community and the people around you. This is the kind of example you can set. That's not supremacy. That's that's teaching someone how to be great and to be an asset to their community. And sometimes we as a people mistake other communities, you know, they're teaching their children that as them teaching their children supremacy. If you have a, you know, a community in Connecticut and they teach their children, you know, you can go to Harvard and you can be this and you can be that. Should I begrudge them because they teach their children greatness and how to be great and show them the path to get there? Greatness doesn't equal supremacy. And I think sometimes we mistake that. Man, that's real talk, Jim. That's real spit. I see we got our man Nick just walking in the building. What's up, Nick? Yeah, what's going on, man? Oh, he's all fashionably, famously late. Oh, there you go. Just to kind of to, to add to what the, what Jim was saying, I think another thing that we also have to look at is we also have to look at the parenting or lack thereof. One, a lot that's of right. the reasons that other cultures right. look up to what we have in our culture, like I, like Kev said, I can't speak to anybody else's culture but ours. We glorify a lot of the wrong stuff. And what they see, our culture has infiltrated the rest of the world and impacted so much that they look to us for the fashion forward, for the, you know, the new trends, the new style, and we just happen to glorify the wrong things. One of the main reasons we glorify the wrong things, and I like this falls on a lot of black fathers, is because when there isn't a male presence around, children, both boys and girls, look for a strong male presence. Unfortunately, in a lot of our neighborhoods, the only strong presence that we have is those drug dealers. If you look at it, okay, look at it like this. We all grew up, and there was a certain element that may have not have been right next to us, but we knew where it was. We knew where the bad stuff was going on. But I know for me, I had positive male influences in my life that showed me the right way to do it. So I knew that when I saw the drug dealers out there and this and that, I knew that was wrong. So I didn't glorify it. 
I think a lot of us can speak to that, but uh, for a good majority of us, they don't have, they look, they're looking for that strong male presence, and too often, that's what they see, so they tend to glorify that, and since we have a, such a, a big impact on the world, as far as our culture goes, they glorify it too. That's and when true. they look to radio and the TV and magazines, and when they exactly. see representations of us, they that's what is seen. And and not even other cultures, inside our own culture, too. Like Nick just said, a lot of kids, they see, you know, uh, what should I emulate? I should emulate Lil Wayne because he's he's the one who's famous. He's the one I should inspire yep. to be him because, you know, he ha- he's successful. But, that's but, the reason, but, and I, I love President me. Obama. But, but that's the reason. But, I couldn't stand when he made that statement. You could maybe be the next Lil Wayne. I, I was so upset when he made that statement. Well, right. not me, because a lot of people don't understand. I'm not saying that Lil Wayne went to Harvard, but a lot of people, a lot of our kids do not separate. If Lil Wayne didn't have successful business people, he is a businessman. He is a brand. He has successfully, whether his brand is good or bad, he has ex- successfully manipulated his brand to make him millions of dollars. Now, if we can take that kind of initiative, if we can take that kind of branding and initiative and and drive, you could be the next great, you can be the little little Wayne that puts out a positive message, therefore, instead of a negative one. If that's the case, they should have said Nick Slim Williams because he was actually the businessman behind that that drove that. Lil Wayne was... Well, people don't know his name, Nick. People don't know his name. That's the problem. There's a lack of education about the people who are actually making those moves. So the people, if if these kids don't know who to look up to, they're just going to go by what they see on the surface. That's why you have to educate people about these things. That's why everybody has this perception of of what black culture is. But you also got to think about this too. Now, true enough, Gene, yes, Lil Wayne, you know, successfully, you know, did his thing on the business side. But the kids don't know that. The only thing that they know is what Lil Wayne says in his lyric, and they think Lil Wayne is really living his lifestyle that he's really seeing in his lyrics. So they're gonna grow and up to, being okay. that Lil Wayne, not to other. But to Lil the adults, that Lil Wayne. To the adults in our community, to the adults in our world. We these people only give us what is demanded of them. We ask them for buffoonery, and that's exactly what we get. We ask them for glorified gangsterism. That's exactly what we get, and that's exactly the products that they produce. If we start demanding and start asking for these people to come to the limelight, tell these children the truth about how your brand came to be and how you came to be upon your millions and how you execute your your business plan. If, if we start demanding these things upon these artists, then they will produce them. But we can't sit back and complain and, and we don't demand anything of our communities. All right, let, let's, let's move on into the next part of this right here. And I know we want to talk a little bit about why black men are so feared in Western civilization, but also I think we should go into, should black people really be upset at white people for stating the obvious? As far as, just like y'all talking right now, rappers. When I look at the black, if I, if I was a white person, I'm looking at black people, I'm thinking about all these jokers that want to do is rap, entertain us, all these things. I mean, should we know, be upset because they're stating the obvious? You got to look at it right now. 
when you walk out, well, if we walk outside, we'll run across 15 different rappers in 15 different minutes. Because <laughs> everybody rap now. The majority of the people that you see that are out here rapping are who? African Americans. They're thinking, it's, you know, this is my ticket to get to the next level. But then they also taking it to another level. Okay, I got to portray this image as a Lil Wayne type image or a Gucci Mane, you know, image in order for me to be successful, which is ignorant, foolery, yep. and a fearful image because a lot of rappers, exactly. man, even though these guys are like five foot tall, 130 pounds soaking wet, but when they on television, you know, which is the idiot box, they look like the most menacing thing in America. And once they meet people like us, they think revert right back to those guys on television. And like I was saying earlier, though, man, it, it's funny that we sit up here and we don't realize that, yes, it's obvious that, you know, when, when you see us out here, and that's the only thing, you know, that's the only thing we, you know, aspire to be, a rapper, a ball player. And, and when I hear another rapper, if I ever hear another rapper say my rap career, I'm going to throw a rock from the tallest building I can and hopefully I hit him. Because rap man, in Korea is an oxymoron. We got another caller, yo. <laughs> yes. Yes. Call we got another caller, man. 256. Two, 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 you live Hello? on the Metal Talk Show. Hello? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? How's it going? All right, you live on our yeah. show, yo. So, how are you doing overall? Man, we're doing well. How about yourself? Hello. Can hey, you let me just be honest with you. You're right. here. Let me ask you something. Okay, shoot. Are you avoiding reality? And what is reality? Do you understand at all what I'm saying? Reality is what it is. I I think I understand what he's saying, and this is what the comment that I was going to say before uh, we took the call. Hold on, Jen. I want to hear what 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 he has to say. Why are you so hair-triggered? Well, how does that sound to you? Are you asking me? Yeah? Caller, we can't hear you. Can can you repeat the question again, please? Are you avoiding reality... Could you okay. elaborate? What do you mean by are we yeah, please, avoiding please reality? Are you mad? Okay. I guess he's having I a little fun not. this Sunday, and we do appreciate you for calling in. Let's let's move on, Jim. What was your question but, again? But but what I was going to say is, well, to the reality thing, this is the same argument. Like I work, if you know me, you know I try to work with kids. You know I have a little sister. You know, and I was heavily involved in school systems, and there used to be a big fight about like certain books, like Harry Potter and this and that. And I, my argument always was, if your children don't know the difference between fantasy and reality, then you have a big problem. The same thing with as far as rappers and and you know, urbanists or whatever. If your kids don't know that. You know the rap music thing on the t, like the video on the TV. That those those are costumes and 
those are, you know, that that is entertainment and that is not representation of a people, then you have a larger problem than the rappers who, they're getting paid. That's their job. Their job is to entertain. If we was in a different era, they would be a court jester. That That is their, their job. That is what they do. But that does not equate what a people you know, that does not define a people or equate to what someone is. Right. That is not reality. And and we as a community need to start repeating this to children and to young people in our communities. Everyone has a responsibility to do that. But we, especially African Americans, I think we have fallen victim of the me era. Well, we, you know... 50, 60 years ago, African-Americans had a community where it was no I, it was we. we and now, are. you know, in this present day and age, it is I. I am only looking out for me and my family, what, what you know, the Johnson family doing next door, that has nothing to do with me. But we need to start embracing the we and the I, and then maybe people will look at our community a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing, one thing I want to, you know, add on to that too, Jan, is that um, you know the character trait within the community. Um, you know, you know, you know. We also talked about this earlier too. But uh, you know how, like we call it, the hood mentality. And you know, they present that hood mentality in public. You know, as far as you know, you're cussing, you know, you're calling each other, you know, um, uh, slang names, and you know, it's it just, it, it's like you know, it's like okay, you can be at Walmart and you can be right in front of. You know, two black girls, and you know they're, you know, smacking their gum and 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 shaking their neck, you know, popping the fingers and this 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 that, and you know I'm gonna get this, you know, nigga when I get to the house and all of that, you know, in front of all these white people, and then, you know, you look at me, you know, I'm not saying anything, and I'm looking at the same thing these white people looking at, you know, like, why are they acting so, you know, ignorant inside the store, being loud and stuff like that as well. So, I mean, yes, yes, I'm upset for, you know, stating the obvious or, or seeing the obvious. Yes, I'm upset with that. Yeah, we, we upset, but, you know, it, it's funny. Like I said, it, you know, it's funny that when some other race states the obvious, we don't want to entertain that thought process. You know, I we do. don't, we, we don't I, want to entertain that. I do. If you're being ignorant and you're at the store, that you're being ignorant. I don't care like who you are, like if we're the same race or not. If you're you're not a representation of Jennifer, you're not a representation but see, of me. But see, see, this is the thing about it. You are blessed to understand all the things that surrounding you and the things that you know that we deal with on a daily basis of people, race, and everything else. But there are some people that they mind ain't on your level. They look at us like. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't get one caller to call in today to say, why y'all looking down on black people? Why y'all looking down on these people because they don't know better? I, I mean, that's I how that's some people like me feel, and I know we got a couple of friends right now that when that's we right. say certain things about the hood, they get damn upset. Mm-hmm. Let's just yep. keep it real. Let's bring this next call in. Call it 9456 Let's bring this call in. Call it. You're live on the Middleman Talk Show. What's up? Uh, how you guys doing today? Hey, what's going on? Is that uh, 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 Valerie? Valeria? No, no, this is Linda. Oh, how you doing, Hi, Linda. Linda? I apologize. How you doing? I'm doing today? good. I, I just want to go so many different places with this. My mind is about to explode. Uh, you know, what, what we fail to realize is 
that even though things start at home, you have to to the ones that you can reach and tell them to do better. Because, you know, the way I was brought up, you know, even though I was in the middle of the ghetto, you know, when they, when Rick Ross talks about Big Meech, Larry Hoover, Larry Hoover used yes, to stay on my first floor. Right. You know, uh-huh. uh, I grew up, you know, looking out the window at the pimps and the holes and this and that, and just like, you know, living in a terrified surrounding, but yet still, my mother trying to keep a certain ambiance in the home right. that, you know, don't go out there and do that. So I kind of grew up with a little... I don't want to say an edge on my shoulder, a little chip on my shoulder, like I thought I was better than everybody else because she was trying to make me be better than what I saw. And I misconstrued that. And, you know, in the end, so when you do get out there and you go to school and mix in with the other kids, you know, they will bring you down a notch to let you know, hey, you ain't no better than us. And that's when I had to realize, well, hey, I need to give them a little of me and learn how to jail with them because sometimes all a kid needs is to be reached. And, you know, we can hate on rap music all day. Right. They don't know the foundation of rap music. They don't know the foundation of poetry, of art, of Gil Scott Heron and the people before them, you know. They don't know uh, the meaning of a real griot and what that means. But at the same time, I don't see people who want to go to places to try to have workshops to teach them to tell them yeah you can do something with your raps and the thing is to teach kids don't say forget Lil Wayne just tell them you know you can be so much better than that sucker right there and and like you said and and show and do show them it's not just him if you got to do a drawing board you know somebody needs to start this you know we can talk all day but until somebody starts it's nothing and be like, hey, this this man here stands behind him. This one over here is holding him up over here, and he doesn't do this alone. You know, that's the reason so many kids they might do have a little knowledge, a little talent. I, I like it. now. I may be prejudiced in saying this, but I like to think black folks are some of the most talented folks in the world. Mm-hmm, we I come agree. from a place where we haven't had to go to school and learn half the things that we know how to do. But you know what? By me being in a place where I know how talented we are, if nobody shows you the blueprints to do, what to do with that, you don't know. And sometimes, even dealing with people that can't hardly read or write, or uh, or they feel a little dumber and because they don't know this and that, they act out by being loud and doing this and that. You're talking about the neck rolling and this and that. Mm-hmm. They, they do that to get attention, thinking it's, yes. for some reason, this is going to intimidate you or make you look at them better when not knowing, no, it's really making you look even more, you know, stupid than what you are. Yes, and, it's not just, and it's not just the African American, I mean, it is, but, you know, somebody, I'm quick to interject to take up for everybody. Right, you know, right, I'm at and school, I agree. I'm, at, I'm an older person, but I was at school the other day, and... You know, some black young lady was talking about she was digging a guy with gold teeth in his mouth. And the white lady jumped up. And she was like, oh, my God, you like that? And I said, hold up. First of all, man is not in here. Let's not talk about him and his teeth. Because if you really want to go back, i give you some knowledge. The Jews had gold teeth in their mouth, some of them. Mm. It was their way of saying that we have something because we are here in the ghetto and they did call the slums where the Jews came from the ghetto too. Mm-hmm. And 
And I say, you don't know the history of why somebody has chose to do something. We can't judge him. We, we didn't just go sit down and have a conversation with that brother next him, why you got five gold teeth in your mouth. Now, we may know us other black folks that we don't want to run around with them. And I don't want to date a man with them. I don't want to date a man. It's sagging that the culture has put it out there in such a way. To me, we have the best and the worst culture at the same time because yet, Everyone wants to be like us, but at the same time, we're on the echelon where we're teaching everybody the worst things in the world also. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yep. So, you're you know. exactly right. I, I agree with you 100% because we are the most loved and despised in the same breath. Yep. Yes. And one thing I would like to ask you guys, too, also, so, you know, we keep everything moving. Now, we do have a question as far as the races internalizing their problems or seek help outward. Do y'all feel like, and, you know, she kind of alluded to that as far as, and we always say it too, if we can handle it at home, we can handle it at home. But do y'all ever see any other races seeking help outside of their race to get help for their race? Or should we yes. just take that inward and work on it ourselves? What do y'all think about that? I think you should look at the example of, now, I don't begrudge anyone who, is for the betterment of their family and their community. And I think that you can take note from other races who have successfully done that. Just like, you know, I think sometimes we mistake teaching your children and teaching the next generation their their um, their greatness or their ability to achieve greatness with, you know, thinking that they are, you know, superior or a supremacy. I don't, I don't equate the two. Are there people out there like white power, black power? You know, there, there are people like that. But just because you teach your children, you know, where they can go and how to do it, that does not make you greater. And I think, especially the African American community, need to take a look at some of the the races or communities that have successfully mapped out a way for generation to generation to generation to come. Now, you look at some white communities, now, there, I, I know, you know, I have friends who will always have money because of what their great-great-great-grandfather done, and, and we need to take note of that. I want my great-great-great-grandchildren to be successful because of the steps that I made here today. And I think that we need to start doing that as a community. And there's nothing wrong with looking at the example of others. And, and as, as many things that we have created, uh, if we, if our ancestors hadn't created all these things, half the uh, part of civilization wouldn't even be going on. Everything, you know, uh, from uh, the buffet bar uh, to putting biscuits in a can to everything yeah. else. But yet at the same time, our generations of people, uh, they kids ain't getting no money off of that because uh, some white man came along and, mm-hmm. and, and the, the black person was dumb and didn't know nothing and they feel yeah. like, hey, us having 35 cents is better than uh, whatever. We need this 35 cents today and then, but yet somebody else got the brand on that. At the same time, I mean, you have to teach your kids how to take wins, how to take losses. It ain't all about the big game. Sometimes, sometimes it's about winning the little game, and you just got to learn how to teach kids in a, a whole different way. I mean, and uh, as for being, you know, criticizing our black folks or being mm-hmm. friends or something like that, I sat right up in the hallway today and looked. The ten little youngins running past me, and the very last one, his uncle was walking right with him. And the uncle, of course, was an adult. And that little one, his pants, just like his uncle, hanging wow. below his butt, 
the hole in his crotch, and he was about four or five years old. And I and I sat there and said to myself, oh, that's the one probably going to be the uh, robber when he grow up. Now, I know I was wrong for that when I said that, but then at the same time, I said, you know you're wrong for that. That's what I said to myself right behind. I said, you know you're wrong for that because he could grow up and be president. But if somebody gets to him in the right way, because kids would emulate whatever it is they see. Yes. You know, and, and and they think because, as JVM said, when we taking the word back, you know, they thinking that's something. But really, no, it's, you know, I, you can try to take up for it all you want, but when it gets down to it, uh, when the words were used the way they were and this and that, it's really not taken back. You just, instead of brutalizing uh, your own people in a certain type of way, and it's yep. all about the dollar. It's yes, all about ma'am. the dollar and how. And we, we thank you for your call. If you want to give us a call back again, you know, we own every Sunday at this time. We have very interesting conversations every week. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend, and uh, we do appreciate you for your comments today. Of, of course, and you, you guys always have a great show. Yes, ma'am. Well, right, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank, thank you. you very much. Yeah. All right. All the callers out there, if you want to get on this, get into this conversation, press that number one. If you're already in, press number one again and clear yourself out, and then press number one again to get back in. I see we got a caller that want to jump right in. Caller 662812. I think this is him again. Caller? Yes, it's, it's me again. All right, what's and, that? Uh, all right, man, this, this just got real interesting. And I, I think I know where the guy was coming from when he asked the reality question. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, my, my dad told me when I was 14, he said some things to me, kind of hurt my feelings. Uh, when he was scolding me about something and he told me that the truth is like medicine nobody wants to take it but once you get it it definitely does you some good right and when it came to uh, uh, the, the society question and the reality question whether we like what a person does to uh, gain that success or whether we approve of it or not doesn't uh, erase the fact that it's a, it, it's made a success. Just like the young man was asking, uh, said he couldn't uh, respect the drug dealer. Now I have a few friends that are quote unquote street pharmacists. Now I can respect them as the men that they are, but I can't support and respect what they do. But even though uh, they are drug dealers. And what what makes a businessman a businessman is not the fact that he graduates from a, a accredited college or he wears a suit. What makes a businessman a businessman is simply the fact that he uses right. his knowledge of what he has, the tools of what he has to gain his success. Be it, be it a drug dealer, a rapper, a college grad, even the guy on the side of the street that sells tomatoes. You see what I'm saying? And all that, whether we agree with any aspect of it or not, all that makes our community. Because one uh, side of our community, one uh, folk could not spend without the other ones. Uh, just the same as saying there could be no uh, good without evil. Right. Yeah, I mean, am I making sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Now, uh, just like the, the guy from Texas said, it all depends on who we serve. Uh, uh, most of us came up in the church. And I think that uh, when, when you have God in your life, 
you're able to pass a little bit of that on to someone who doesn't have it or uh, is kind of unsure and certain about certain things or certain areas. Right. And, and, and that little bit of knowledge, whether it's coming from the church, from the school, from the parent, from an uncle, from a friend that knows better, that could be the key factor in changing somebody's aspect of what they choose to accept. Amen. Uh, whether it's a ghetto <laughs> mentality or a, uh, you know, a, a, a businessman. You know, we all, like I said, are guilty of, of, of judging a book by the cover at, at, at one time. I, I have a friend named Robert, and Robert is uh, one of these guys that if you was walking down the street down the dark alley and you saw him coming, you would probably walk the other way. I I'm would, one of them dudes. You know, but uh, once I, once you get to know once you get to know Robert, you you realize that he is so smart, it's actually offensive. You see what I'm saying? He, he can actually become offensive how smart he is. And then a lot of us don't take the time to turn the page in the book or, or even look on the back to read anything about the author. We're simply just uh, going off what we see. And that's where the uh, prejudice is, comes in in all of us and, and instead of the stereotype. Like I said, stereotype is basically arrived by what a group of people or uh, individuals do the most. Uh, which most of the time they're true, you know, most of the time they're funny. But all of us have our certain prejudices about people. And I, I just wanted to put that out there about the reality question, that times have changed. And if all of us did the same thing, the same way, if all of us went to school and, and got our degrees and, and we uh, waited till we were married to uh, have kids and all this, that, that wouldn't be a community. That would be a manufacturing factory. Yep, you, you understand. <laughs> so it's all of all of the negative and the positive things that make our world go round. Because once we take one out, it's like a domino effect. It creates a, uh, a a negative situation for the other one because we simply cannot rotate without the other, whether we choose to accept them or not. True. Very true, man. <laughs> so you just come on here and throw them bombs like that and expect us to follow that up. <laughs> I'll just lay the hammer down, baby. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm just saying. Good conversation. Good conversation. I'm just saying, man. How we gonna follow that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, every everything that you said is, is relevant, and, and it makes a lot of sense because it's simple, layman's term. Each one teach one. If I know better, I'm supposed to show you better. If I got the knowledge, that's what it is, and that 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 goes beyond color. Races, anything. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, when we get to that point, where we get stuck in neutral, and that seems like a lot of people stuck in neutral right now. That's where we get all this ignorance and everything. Just, just stay in that mud. You know, just, just constantly spinning with the dumbness. And that seems like where a lot of people are. Hopefully, like, like the sister was saying earlier. You know, if we can take this and and, and talk to people and, and let people know. Hey, this is how you change your life. We can change the the, the the whole prejudice aspect of people, the whole stereotyping aspect of people, how people are treated. Maybe we can change some things from that standpoint. Now, right. you know, we got a couple other questions in here we want to get to before we run out of time. We're going to skip maybe one or two of them. I want to get to this one directly. Has race relations 
improved over the last 20 years, and can children of today identify with racism? Well, identify what racism really is. And that's one thing we want to post to everybody that's out there. If you're on the phone line, you want to get in this conversation, press number one. If you're on the Internet listening, you can dial 718-508-9972. I know all of y'all got free weekends, so quit tripping. <laughs> but what, what do you guys think about the race relations that we have now? I, well, I, think, you know, I see. Go ahead, go ahead, Carl. I'm sorry. No, you can go ahead, man. Okay, well, I mean, I see that. Um, I mean, it's evolving to other minorities, minorities, and and, and like on down. It, it seems like, you know, of course, you know, we had you know African Americans, you know, uh, you know, as far as us, you know, way back in the day. But you know, we also got to look at. You know, um, Asian Asian America was also suppressed at certain times too. You know, back when we were, you know, suppressed as well. But then you also got the Jews, and then you also got the, you know, the Italians, and then you know, and it came back again to African Americans on the Civil Rights Movement, and then you know, now it's more towards, you know, the Hispanic nation. You know what I'm saying? And then, then of course, we had, you know, the Arabic thing, you know, going in, you know, back when 9-11 was around. So it, it seemed like um, everything was either blamed or picked on by a particular race to say this race caused this problem. So, you know, I don't think it has improved at all. I, I agree with your whole I agree with Joe Harley. Uh, my man Hammond, if you want to get back in, press that number one again because we had a lot of noise coming off your line right there. Uh, but I, I look at the kids now, and Jen, you can chime in whenever because you showed them and got quiet over there. Oh, but, no, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying y'all talk. <laughs> but, but as far as uh, the relations that we have, I think we're we're more educated, and, you know, we know better. I mean, man, we're connected in ways where we're... we're I think, so. I, think, I, can't, I can't say I can't say that everybody is educated. I think that since the generation that we grew up in, we're educated because now we're those adults to those children now. Now, but, but what I was saying, though, Al, we're connected in more ways, right though, Al. Well, well, I, I, mean, I think I mean, we I mean, have I more think, educated people, but I think a dangerous thing is happening now, where we see a decline, not only in African Americans, but as a whole, as America. We see a decline in the push for education. If you look right. around now with right. the with the economy, um, the way it is uh, across all states, one of the first things that they're cutting, which is just amazes me, is education. Education. Look how many teachers have furlough days. Look at, and this is not only happening in my state. I, I watch the national news, and it's happening on a national level. So if you have a people that's already, you know you know, got his his head already above the water, and then you have this, you know, decline in education, then something dangerous is going to happen with the next generation. Now, our parents and and their parents, one of the big things that they pushed was go to college, get educated. You cannot, you know, be successful, you know, without you having education. And like Al said, we are those adults now. But the kids that are growing up now, I don't see that same kind of push coming from the adults of this generation upon the younger generation. Right. And it scares me. I mean, because I, I look at it like, it, I mean, they're they're teaching them to go to work, but they're not teaching them to, you know, understand that it's okay to be a certain color. You know, it's okay to, you know, to have friends of different, you know, uh, 
shade or tone in their skin, you know, or have friends from different neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? Because we still have that those those clicks, you know, and, and you know, in our school, you know, you have your press, you have your, you know, the uh, your jocks, you have your cheerleaders, you know, you have your people who are just in between. You got your intelligent people, then you got your ones who just are to themselves by themselves. You know what I'm saying? So and and, and really you cool. have, oh, I'm sorry, right. Al. Um, and I have a little sister, if everybody listens to the show, and she's 16. And so I'm always asking about, you know, schools and trying to get involved and stuff like that. And and mm-hmm. I, I still see now, like, you know, one of the hurtful things, like, she has AP history. And, you know, if I didn't have discussions with her about history, about, you know, not just African history, about world history, about different cultures and communities and stuff like that. That's still not being taught here in 2011 within the school system. It's only a one European-sized, you know, lesson, European-focused lesson that's being taught and distributed within the school system. And if you you do not have the knowledge coming from you at home, you're ignorant to that. And and ignorant to that culture. Not everybody got a gin in the house. Right. I'm just getting it real. Some people just don't know. And they're going to, you know, constantly, steadily, just don't know. Now, you know, in my opinion, as far as the race relations, you know, I think that these kids that we have now, I think they're connected, and I said it earlier, I think they're connected more. You know, they know, you know, they, they have more knowledge in and it may not be the appropriate or proper knowledge. You, 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 you know, you stated, Jen, they probably don't know the right history. But somewhere along this line, somebody going to want to know the right over the wrong. And hopefully, you know, it will continue until... I know, yes, we know better. I think the kids behind us, they know a little bit more than us. They choose not to. They choose to act ignorant to a certain degree. But hopefully along this line, they will learn. I really hope that they will. I'm an optimist. I hope that they will. I'm not going to be negative on it. But uh, we do appreciate everybody that was on the phone line with us today. We appreciate everybody that was on the web chat today. Uh, anybody, hey, Black Man 37, appreciate you, man. James, uh, Abram, uh, our guest, Della Prozer, if I pronunciated that right, I do apologize. But, hey, we thank everybody that was on the web chat today and uh, listening to us on Facebook or however you're listening to us. I see our co-host, Nick Eaton, stepped out again. He's gone missing. We missed him for this conversation because he did come up with this particular topic, and we would love to have his opinion on this. Now, what we're about to do, people, we're about to play a song that's appropriate for this show. I want to give everybody on this line a warning. There's some words in there that y'all may not want to hear. It's not all curse words. It's the N-word. But it's appropriate. I want y'all to listen to this young man. He signed a Def Jam record. If you, uh, Jeff, Def Jam Records, if you listen to our show, you always hear him on our outro. So this is from his new album that they just released. It's free. It's Return of Forever. And it's by an artist by the name of Big Crit. That's K-R-I-T. This song is called Just Another N-Word, but... He had it broken down. Another naive individual glorifying greed and encouraging racism. Y'all break that down. That's another Nick. I don't like saying that word, but here we go. This is Big Creek. Hey, we appreciate everybody for listening to the Middleman Talk Show. Uh, Y'all support this guy. Tell everybody about us. Click the follow button on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Make your profile. 
click the follow button. We do have a page on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, click the like button. Tell friends. We're at 500 right now. We want 1,000. Yes, we sir. hope that we have good shows for you guys that you guys can love it, be entertained and educated because a lot of our guests are educated. Uh, we try yes. to be as an entertaining show as we can, but y'all keep tuning in with us. And, and if, this is Big and Chris. If you all have a co- and yeah, if you all have a show topic that you all want us to uh, discuss, you know, you all can email us at we are the middle men. That's all spelled correctly. We are the middle men at gmail dot com. You can also hit us up on our Facebook page, uh, the Middle Men Talk Show. You can place the uh, topic on there as well. And if you're on Blog Talk, if you have your profile on Blog Talk, you can definitely uh, send us a uh, message uh, on Blog Talk as well. You can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow uh, Kevin at uh, the Middleman. Oh, you can follow me at. Uh, excuse me. You follow Kevin at the Middleman KG. Excuse me. You follow me at the Middleman X. Uh, Jen is not on Twitter yet, but we're trying to get her on there. But actually, I do have Nick. a. I have a. I have my personal Twitter account. I don't have a Middleman. Don't say it then. Don't account. say it. Well, excuse me then. Excuse me, but uh, you know you can you can follow Jen at what Jen? What's your Twitter Twitter name? Uh, no, that's, that's, my let's, let's that's my personal. That's my personal. Let's keep it moving. Oh, come on, Jen. Anyway, okay, you can follow <laughs> Nick Eaton at Nick at Nick Eaton on Twitter as well, too. So uh, you can hit us up in every shape or form, and we'll definitely get to them. So we're going to go ahead and go into this song by Big Crick, another naive individual glorifying greed and encouraging racism. And if you're on the phone line, you can stay on when the time cuts off on the Internet. To all our Internet people, make sure you go back and download this show to hear some of the things that we do talk about when it cuts off on the Internet. Y'all be missing that. <laughs> this big crit. I want you all to go to your windows. Go to your windows and yell out. Scream with all the light that you can muster up inside your bruised, assaulted, and battered bodies. I am sick and tired of I being don't be a nigga. nigga. Tell the government I don't want to be another nigga. Tell them white folk, I don't want to be another nigga. Tell them black folk, I don't want to be another nigga. Tell the world, I don't want to be another nigga. Waiting with my hands out. Broke in the hood, they give a damn bout. Bragging to my homie about the hose. Up drinking bottles after bottles because I smoke too much. I never had a job that would pay me well. I took what I could because they gave me hell. Spend what I stole on clothes and kicks. My ex-girl say I want a mouth ish, but she's up, nigga. When my car roll up, try to look up at the but she talk too much. Her mama shake her head whenever I come round. Whatever high I had when I saw her might come down. I barely go to church, but I say I will. I bow my head right before I eat my meal. The world's both up and they claiming I'm to blame. It's a damn shame, cause I don't want to be another nigga. Tell the government, I don't want to be another nigga. Tell them white folk, I don't want to be another nigga. Tell them black folk, I don't want to be another nigga. Tell the world, I don't want to be another nigga. Waiting on the play to come through. Chilling with my homeboys, plotting on you. Watching movies, how to come up quick. Recruiting young niggas, I can come up with. Barely read books, but they down to shoot. Live life, breaking rules, they got something to prove. Parents ain't around, they got nothing to lose. Wave a tool on a fool for some brand new shoes. Little child running wild in the street. Wanna be a G, so he look up to me. Try to hit the block and make a name. Claim he caught a body, now we got it, and he feeling all the same. Till the family of the victim come knocking. 
Dealing through the corners of the ghetto till they shot him. You still dying and they claiming I'm the blame. It's a damn shame, cause I don't wanna be another nigga. Tell the government, I don't wanna be another nigga. Tell them white folk, I don't wanna be another nigga. Tell them black folk, I don't wanna be another nigga. Tell the world, I don't wanna be another nigga. Always trying to sell you something. Don't really know shit, but try to tell you something. Tap dance if you want him to. Could have been the hungry, but he bought them jewels. Won't ever look back, cause he gotta keep moving. Even if he leave his own people bamboos. Taking credit like he did it by himself. Too much pride to realize that he really had help. Only judge a man by his wealth. He ain't me, so he can't feel how I felt. He saw me walking and he ain't look back too scared. We make eye contact so he could say he didn't see me when he drove by. And I could say he didn't see me and it's all right. He just wants the fame from the game. It's a shame. I bet he think I'm just another nigga. Tell the government I don't want to be another nigga. Tell them white folk I don't want to be another nigga. Tell them black folk I don't want to be another nigga. Tell the world, I don't want to be another nigga. Man, powerful right oh, yeah. Powerful. Oh, yeah. Powerful. Oh, man. I hope people, you know what I'm saying, if, you, if you're a hip-hop lover, if you like rap or whatever, you can tolerate it. And this young man, he has a lot of depth into what he's saying. He do give the kids what they want. But at the same time, he gives you what you need to hear also. And, you know, if you get beyond the, the words that he may use, you know, it's still a mess in everything that he says. Um, the album can be downloaded at Return Forever. That's Return, the number 4, EVA.com. And that's Big Crit. Y'all support our people. Most definitely. What's up, Al? Definitely. Get Nick back on. Technical difficulties. I apologize. Hey man, we appreciate you for not tuning in to your own show. Hey. Hey man. This is the life of a star. It was a great it's topic great topic. I love y'all too. Great topic. I mean, great topic, man. I think you could have add a little bit more spice and energy into it, but man, I mean, we're gonna have to do a part two to this because we didn't cover everything we wanted to add. I love the energy What's and the so conversation of the day. I did have a clip, y'all. Dang, I hate I can't play it. <laughs> hey, post Don't it up on the it. Facebook site, man. Say what yeah. Post it up on the Facebook site, dude. Oh, it's too late now. Ah. Too late it's now. never too late. Because <laughs> I don't want to be another. But, hey, next week, y'all, make sure y'all tune in to the Middleman Talk Show. Uh, we will have another interesting conversation. Uh, the we have the talk of the town with Nick Eaton coming up this Thursday. Y'all make sure y'all be on the lookout. Join us up on Blog Talk. What's up? Which I all of us like us on Facebook too. Oh yeah, like us on Facebook also. But uh, we do appreciate everybody that tuned in to the Middleman Talk Show this week, and we are. Oh, I know somebody has something to say, but hey, it's all good. Bye, everybody. The middle man shouted, Big Chris shouted. Yeah. Now I ain't sure what 
what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for? Don't take a listen time. I take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind and grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, yeah. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in, go live, 6 p.m., blog talk, radio.com, the middle me. Hey, what's happening, the middle me? Hey, what's happening, the middle me? Hey, what's happening, blog talk, radio.com, the middle me. Another week, y'all. What's up, y'all? I know how embarrassed I was, like, two, like maybe 20 minutes ago. What happened? And I was just like, anything with sound, and I'm like, I, we definitely want to apologize for the, the technical difficulties, and I realized, oh, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> 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 that ain't no good, dog. <laughs> that is no good, man. No good at all. Okay, yeah, I deserve that one. I deserve that one. It's okay. It's happened to me before, too. Well, hey. It happened to all of us. I did it before. I don't know how long I was talking, though. That's what made it so bad. I thought we were just ignoring. Right. I'm like, okay, everything just went dark. <laughs> like, why is nobody talking? Where's the music? What's going on? Mm. Mm. Hey man, what you got coming up on Talk of the Town this week, man? This week on Talk of the Town, we're talking about crossover or double cross. We're going to explore how black artists have to cross over to these crowds that these top crowds, and they never have to cross over to us. Like and can, can you tell me, because I texted you this week and asked you what time was your show, because I was, like, going to come with some people, but, like, you yeah, know, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, the show was going on. <laughs> <laughs> the outro was playing. What? What time is it again? 8 o'clock. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then how come it says, like, 11 o'clock on Facebook? You can't believe we, everything we you see on Facebook. Facebook. Make sure we fix that. Most definitely. Well, hey, y'all. I got my grill up. I'm finna, I got my meat in here ready. I'm finna go get to it. Hey, sniff, sniff. Ha ha. You ain't getting nothing. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, hey, hey, my Nelson voice. Ha <laughs> ha. Wow. Going down. I'm down. Wow. Goodbye. And I'll leave you. Next week, y'all. Good evening. I'm down. Me too. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.